Hello, family, and welcome to the second episode of this season's podcast, In the Mood. Um, apologies for any noise you'll be hearing in the background. Um, my dog is making himself comfortable here underneath my podcast desk, and, um, well, he's, uh, <laughs> he's a little restless, to say the least. But uh, welcome. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Um, I myself was in Atlanta. Um, shout out to the ATL. It was fantastic. Um, went there for the Midtown Festival. I got to see my faves. I got to see the Jonas Brothers, Maroon 5, Adam Levine. You are still wonderfully delicious, no matter what age you are. Um, <laughs> and uh, I got a chance to see some kind of smaller indie artists, which was really, really exciting. I got a chance to see Remy Wolf. You are so talented and such a little weirdo and like such a cool and unique spirit. And actually I take back the weirdo part. I remember talking to my partner about this. I was like, I love it. She's she's talented. She's unique. She has an incredible sound and I like her. She's a little weird. And I remember he just looked at me and he was like, no, she's normal. And I was like, hell yeah, she's normal. So um, thank you so much for just an incredible show and showing us more of you. Um, and lastly, got a chance to see Surfaces. Uh, Force and Colin are adorable, to say the least. Um, they are just two adorable, like, Abercrombie and Fitch dudes from, <laughs> from Texas who are just down for vibes and down for a good time and they were fantastic um so yeah my weekend to say the least was so great uh really got a chance to engage with a lot of uh really good people um because you know that's how festivals are festivals are just these chaotic spaces filled with people of every which background every which sort of style and dress and everybody just comes together because we all love music we all love a good time and um we all love when uh, Nick Jonas absolutely builds out those high notes to love bug. Um, I definitely almost ate it in the mud trying to dance along to the guitar solo that uh, Nick and his brothers were ripping out. And um, I would say it was, uh, it was worth it. <laughs> um, I hope everyone else had a good weekend as well. Um, it's funny, uh, you know, of course, because of the pandemic, we've all been staying in our homes and it's been really easy to um, get sort of caught up, if you will, in the chaos that is being in a space with more than six people in it, right? Being in a coffee shop, a restaurant. Well, Big at the Festival was wild. It was anxiety inducing. <laughs> I just remember looking around and being like, dear God, this was the normal for so long. Um, I definitely uh, sent your girl, um, sort of, it, it sent me into this kind of scatterbrain sort of space, but it was a really wonderful time. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, funny enough, even after such an incredible weekend, my uh, first day back sort of in, I hesitate to even say the real world, back into the uh, space that is being at home for most of your day and most of your week, being back in the uh, sort of pandemic space where you don't leave your home um, for more than about twice a day, right? Well, being back in this space, oddly enough, also sent me in sort of a 
chaotic frenzy today. I was really caught up in my own mind for a lot of today, admittedly. Um, between trying to squeeze in gym time and as well as make it to meetings, have conversations that are vital to move projects forward and eat well and, you know, go interact with, you know, your partner's parents and, you know, trying to eat well and find a way to talk with friends. And speaking of friends, shout out to one of my friends. Today is his birthday. This friend is notorious for trying to ignore his birthday, even though his birthday uh, is can be found in his Instagram handle. So shout out to you today. Love you so much, bro. Um, you have just grown into such a wonderful person. Um, I cannot wait to see who you become. Or just, I guess, I can't wait to see more of who you become. I have known this guy since college. Uh, he is, <laughs> oh my gosh, he is an absolute cracker because um, he is the one person that I know that can walk into a room and objectively embarrass himself and still make new friends and be absolutely satisfied with himself and absolutely secure in who he is. So shout out to you. Um, so, so happy to call you my friend. And uh, again, a uh, happy birthday. And I cannot wait to see what this year holds for you. Oh, looks like Oliver is making his way out of the room. He, uh, <laughs> if you can hear his little pitter-patter across our hardwood floors, um, it looks like he's about done with today's podcast already. Um, but yeah, today was just such a weirdly chaotic day. Um, again, on the outside, not super crazy, but definitely more on the inside, right? Just kind of getting in my own head for the most part. Sorry, right, looks like Oliver has made his way back in looking for scraps of food on the floor. <laughs> anyway, um, so today's podcast, uh, we are getting in the mood of being scrambled. And I say scrambled because, you know, in this world, it seems like we're constantly processing a lot of different things, right? Um, and I know that's what was going on in my head today. And it's funny, the name of this sort of came to me when I was, uh, well, first it was this morning. It was, uh, and I was running around trying to log into meetings on time, having somewhat frustrating conversations with people and not feeling like things were going the way I wanted them to. And I walk into the kitchen thinking, God, I know I need to eat something because if I don't eat something, I'm going to drive myself even more crazy. And my partner, he's, uh, he's making eggs and I know that sounds like the simplest thing but hear me out he's just like scrambling these eggs he's having a good time and he looks up at me and he's like so you know the age-old question of what came first the chicken or the egg <laughs> it's like you know those spaces where you're just so in your own head you're like oh god like I am not the right audience for this right now <laughs> he's like I know kiddo I know it's past your bedtime Sorry, my uh, my doggo, Oliver, is used to going to bed by 10 o'clock, and um, I am not following that at all today. <laughs> anyway, so um, I, he asked, so you know the age-old question, you know, are you, like, did the chicken or the egg come first? Well, I say 
both. And he points at the pan and he chopped up some chicken from dinner the night before and he's scrambling it with the eggs and he's like, ah, ah. And I just cracked up because I just thought, one, you are adorable. Have I end up with you? But also, I just thought, God, that is exactly what I was feeling today. It was just this like, a little bit of everything. What came first or what came second? It's like, who cares? It's all happening right about now. <laughs> but um, also just later this afternoon, I ended up sort of encountering, um, or not encounter, I ended up having a meeting with one of my coworkers and she and I were, have been uh, good friends even before we started working together. And we were both just like, what is up? We were the first into uh, the meeting. We were like, what is going on? What's, what's going on with you? And she's like, man, I'm feeling scrambled today. And I was just like, there it is. There it is right there. I was like, we're feeling a little bit scrambled. So uh, buckle up, sit in, pour yourself a glass of wine. I am uh, currently drinking all these um, Winking Owl uh, wine, and it is it is fantastic. Um, if you are at all interested, hit up the Aldi closest to you and uh, try their Merlot because it's fantastic. All right, sorry, the uh, the dog is getting grumpy. I think he's just as impatient as others to get this podcast started. So today's news is scrambled, and uh, yeah, let's get started. I was really excited to do this podcast today because I feel like being scrambled doesn't always have this definitive manifestation in terms of how one feels, right? Again, scrambled is exactly how it sounds. You're all over the place, right? You're either you know, obsessing over a work thing, or you're misinterpreting someone's tone, and then you feel really happy and maybe in like a good place because you finally have worked your way out of that funk, but then all of a sudden you end up being kind of pulled right back in, and that's what today was like, right? Um, And (laughs) I feel like I was just absolutely all over the place today. Um, Of course, Lots of wonder th- wonderful things uh, sort of came up today that I think have kind of put me in a better mood. Uh, a couple things that I ordered came in today. One, uh, your girl is officially uh, podcasting now with these wireless, like, noise-canceling headphones. They're, like, this beautiful, like, pink and white gold, and I am I'm feeling myself right now, like, feeling myself. Um, so I have now, like my kind of like blue snowball speaker in front of me and I have the headphones and I'm feeling very official. Outside of that, uh, just really in between all of these moments today where I was feeling so frazzled and like, again, yeah, just fried in a lot of ways and other days or other days, other times feeling a little bit like obsessive and then sometimes feeling just sort of like, kind of like, uh, self-deprecating in some ways or self-critical and then another is feeling like I, I'm, I'm reaching this point where I'm learning and I really have to give myself grace like in those moments of learning right so I want to read one of my first poems that I wrote that uh, kind of has to do with a little bit of what I was experiencing today in terms of uh, really like those kind of initial 
uh, emotions and my day of scramble um, where I, I was a feel, I was feeling a bit more reflective, right? Kind of reflective on how life has been for me up until this point, being 26 years old, just sort of this overarching idea of where I've been and you know, sort of where I'd like to go. This one is called Tough Love. I don't want tough love. I don't want love to be rubbery and stiff, unbendable and unwilling to give when I need it. I want love to be like water, wrapping and lapping around me, indistinguishable from rain droplets, dampening the air. I want my skin to be cleaned by soft love. They told me I needed tough love to grow, to become a woman, to build the tough layer needed to make it in this world. I needed to draw hard lines and cut people out with an edge sharpened by bitterness from a past that is not my own. But I want to be like an ocean that need not seek water for I am love, soft love that need not seek toughness. Our empathy has made me tough. Not receiving love has made me tough. Loving others for them when they could not do it for themselves has made me tough. But I cannot say the word tough seriously because it did not make me tough. It made me wise. It made me discerning of the people I chose to give love and energy to. It gave me the humor I needed to keep the tears away as well as the strength to accept the tears as they fall. I can't wait to show my friends soft love, my mom, empathetic love, my peers, agape love, and myself, unconditional love. Because no one needs to be tough anymore. Because tough can't nourish, but grace and empathy can. This one... This one I really enjoyed writing because it made me feel like I I could be a bit more sensitive to myself. You know, have you have we ever been there where we felt like we were, were so hard on ourselves? We have our scrambled days, right? We have our days where maybe we're feeling a little resentful of how life has uh, sort of chosen to shape us, whether it's certain events or people, right? And, you know, we start to kind of yeah, again, just kind of feel this bitterness towards that upbringing. Um, and I think I think it's easy to look back on all of it and sort of, you know, in one broad brushstroke sort of comment on, right? Or maybe comment or maybe accuse. I think accuse is a better, it's a better verb. We, we start to accuse, we start to find blame, but I think... I think what is sometimes a bit healthier and and mind you, of course, this is a very subjective standpoint, but I think what can be a sort of thoughtful, I'll, I'll, I'll stay there, I'll stay in that arena, if you will, just to kind of keep it um, fairly tame, is that uh, I think a healthy or thoughtful standpoint could be, you know, thinking about what is it that we've gained or lost that has made us who we are. And I I like to think about what's been gained and this knowledge of, you know, not tough love, but soft 
empathetic, endearing love has been something that's been really, really true to me. Um, it's been uh, sort of a running theme in my life, <laughs> I guess, as uh, we all start to listen um, sort of more and more to each other and to each other's poetry, you know. It's kind of like when you listen to Rupi Kaur, you know, when, when you really read her pieces, you really think about this lifelong journey that she's been on to love herself, to accept the, uh, the sort of trauma and pain that she's experienced as not being her fault, um, but being a, a definitely a tragic uh, circumstance in her life that has shaped her into who she is. This ongoing relationship with her family and specifically her mother and the women in her life you know, she, she takes it from this very thoughtful standpoint, which I think can be a very releasing, you know, sort of feeling. Um, and I think it kind of helps narrow down this broader sort of cosmic why and kind of, you know, it's this muscle that you work to kind of parse out the pieces that have made you who you are. And it kind of gives you the chance to kind of pick it up and turn it and look around it and sort of make it this malleable sort of tangible thing that has become a part of you and you really bring in this more artistic and more thoughtful idea to like what this could be and I think that's really I think that's really beautiful now not everyone does that of course with their past but I think I think it kind of is something that I have definitely glommed onto as I've started to develop more and more of my artistic writing, especially when it comes to poetry and prose writing. Now, speaking of Rupi Kaur, I've uh, definitely developed more of this piece as like a sort of ode to her. And maybe it's a little bit of um, Naira Waqid as well, you know, or Wahid, excuse me. Also, I'm pretty sure I mispronounced uh, their first name as well. So my apologies. I'm uh, pretty sure in this uh, episode's description, I'll probably need to uh, pronounce that correctly. But up to this point, I have pronounced their name, uh, Naira Wahid. And uh, it is their, their book specifically, well, for anyone who's interested, uh, their book that I specifically am speaking to uh, is called Salt, and that has been one of the biggest sort of uh, foundations for me as a definitely more empathetic and sort of deep feeling sort of poetic or prose writer. But you know, everyone sort of has their uh, has their um, sort of inner voice um, that is kind of spoken by others. And so this next one is a bit kind of similar to Rupi and Naira in terms of what exactly they uh, are alluding to and what, what grounds them. And so this one is called, Do You Remember? Do you remember me? Remember when I helped pick up those broken pieces, told you you were more than your trauma and pain, that their words and actions reduce only themselves and not you, sweet child? Don't you remember how you shine like the sun? The sun need not ask permission or think about shining. It simply does. But dear flower, dear sun, I cannot always help you remember for I am in danger of forgetting myself, my own story, the story I've 
made a footnote of yours because I wouldn't dare cast a shadow on the narrative of you. But remembering and reminding you makes me lose, well, me. And dear child, I can't do that because this is my story too. Um, now this one, now if you haven't probably <laughs> caught on from the last two poems, um, there have def definitely been uh, people in my life where, you know, I'm a deeply empathetic person. So in my life, I've definitely have had this narrative where um, I'm sort of that deep empath where I end up sort of taking on other people's emotions and traumas of my own. And I know that's something I've been really working on. And uh, well, poetry has been a really big way for me to work through that, you know, sort of get out those feelings where I'm not really differentiating them from my own, getting them out on the page. And so writing something like this uh, has been really, really helpful. But uh, I think that's why today I was feeling a bit, not even just a bit, so scrambled because this whole scrambled aspect was, again, acknowledging this own sort of scramble I've had with my own feelings, but then also thinking, you know, about all the times where I got so scrambled because I was taking on somebody else's feelings. And uh, I think today was really taking that opportunity to really work through uh, what exactly I, uh, I was feeling today and what was my own, what was more resentment towards the past of what had been done and what, what exactly am I hoping and sort of hanging on to that is, you know, still allowing me to move forward, even if it's slowly, even if it's a little step by little step, what is it that is exactly pulling me forward? Um, now, this next one, I think, was really helpful uh, to sort of help me parse out what exactly uh, maybe I mean by all this when it comes to being that deep empath. Also, for anyone who really is interested in exploring more of that sort of deep empath or the highly sensitive person sort of, you know, psychology and maybe some of the anxieties that go along with that and any relationship or series of relationships that have sort of exacerbated that. Um, there is an incredible podcast called The Empath's Alchemy. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. Um, I specifically listen to it on uh, the Apple Podcasts app, but um, this woman is fantastic. She is, her name is Rebecca, and I mean, Rebecca is just such a wonderful person and she is so real and she just breaks things down in such a thoughtful and intimate way. Uh, she is like this sweet Southern accent and she kind of talks about how she grew up Mormon, but then like she, you know, had to kind of break out of that and break out of numerous things. And isn't that what we're all doing at the end of the day is breaking out of these narratives that were once told to us and sort of creating those anew. All right. So with that being said, sorry, I had to take a sip of my winking owl. Again, shout out to Aldi because that is my uh, $3 wine that uh, I swear by. And uh, it is uh, it's definitely a treat. <laughs> All right. Now this next one, I was taking definitely some um, artistic liberties with this one, but I really enjoyed it. And um, 
Let's see. I actually don't have a name for this one. I think this one was just me scribbling late at night because I'm kind of looking at the handwriting now and uh, it is not. It's not what I was, oh my gosh, thinking. I had to kind of read over it before I started the podcast. And also for those who listened to my very first podcast, don't worry, I have not forgotten. Uh, after this poem, we will take a break and uh, I will write something over the break because I have never wanted any of my listeners uh, to feel that all of this is pre-prepared work. I am all about the sort of spontaneous writings as well as sort of reading and lamenting and sort of discussing the ones that have been written previously. So like I said, this one has no title, but I like to think that this one has sort of my artistic sort of liberties that I, uh, that I took this night. I could never be an actor for I could never pretend to hold the feelings and traumas of others without recognizing them in myself. A self that longs to be well-adjusted and normal, but in the latest and deepest of nights cannot, you know, actually, let me start that one over. All right, I'll start from the beginning. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I lost my place and also I apparently lost the sense to uh, read my own handwriting, so here we go. I can never be an actor, for I can never pretend to hold the feelings and traumas of others without recognizing them in myself. A self that longs to be well-adjusted and normal, but in the latest and deepest of nights, cannot bring herself to shake the residue that clings to her skin and the very molecules of her breath. There cannot be an actor, for the stories that are told are parallel, tangential, to the stories passed down to me and those lived by me. Though at times I cannot tell the difference between the two, oh, I cannot act, for acting is an exercise and I am not in training but have been running the race for some time before I knew I was, before I knew I wasn't running for me, that I wasn't training for me before a test that I didn't know how to study for, a test that measured my strength and knowledge of trauma that was not my own, but not my emotional intelligence adolescent betrayal or deep longing for a parent. There wasn't actually a parent. I can never be an actor because sometimes I don't have to pretend to feel or experience anything. Thank you all for your patience with that one. I, uh, I could not read my handwriting for one or two of those lines. I think you know, those days where it's just all pouring out of you so fast and your handwriting's not really keeping up, but you're like, ah, oh, forget it. I'll, I kind of know what I'm saying and you just kind of go back to it later. And uh, this is only maybe the second time I've come back to it. So thank you for your patience. And uh, I am, speaking of patience, um, I am going to uh, send us into another break. And uh, in that break, I'm going to refill my glass of wine and then uh let's see what um maybe about 10 minutes gives us in terms of some spontaneous poetry all right i'll see you in a moment all right and we are back in the last poem 
portion and the last potion. Oh, Lord. I, uh, y'all, this is only my second glass of wine. So you know that uh, today's poetry is already doing something for me. Let me start all over. All right, we are now in the last portion of uh, today's podcast episode, which uh, I have to say is definitively my favorite, Um, just because I I think I enjoy sort of the vulnerability of writing something fairly quickly and then sort of sharing it out with y'all. For those who are listening in today, I I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. I hope you've had a chance to sort of um, allow yourself to sort of ruminate, if you will, on uh, what exactly drives you to write each time you do sit down and give yourself that space? If if it's a quick poem that you write on your phone, something that you put in like a journal or even something on a napkin or a scrap piece of paper, you know, what, what really gets you going? What gets you writing down? Um, if you can't already tell, there's a lot of part of my past as well as just a part of who I am that allows me to write so much and be so vulnerable and raw, you know, in a lot of ways with my writing. And I hope whatever it is that gets you writing, um, it excites you, uh, but then also it helps you feel a little bit of release at the end of the day. And uh, this is all about making a lot of the uh, sort of rougher, more raw, and maybe even uglier, if you will, um, aspects of life, um, a bit more beautiful and, uh, you know, a bit more like art. Um, And so... Without further ado, um, I wrote about two, I would say one and a half pieces because I uh, felt like there's one piece I felt fairly strong about and then there's another that I was writing and I kind of just trailed off and kind of closed it out and I wasn't sure exactly how closed out it was or how complete it was. So I'll start with the one that feels a bit more full and then I'll hop into the second one. And, uh, you know, as always, For those who uh, are listening to today's podcast, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So please reach out. Please comment. Um, If you have any poetry of your own, please do share. Um, This is really the space for that. Um, I hope as this podcast, podcast, oh my goodness, I hope as this podcast grows and develops, I hope there is a chance that I can you know, bring somebody on, we can kind of chat about what the mood is, what we're writing about, what exactly is sort of getting us in that mood, and uh, how we are expressing it, and what is that looking like exactly. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's read um, this first one that I have written down. Again, um, this is always a safe space uh, to share um, your art, your work, um, because we always, you always, and one always, right, puts in a piece of themselves when they create art at the end of the day. All right, so the first piece goes a little like this. I held the sun, hot coals in my throat to show my commitment that your criticisms wouldn't, couldn't hurt more than this, but I don't miss showing you how much I am willing to hurt so you don't leave me because that hurts more than you could imagine, more than you could conjure up in that hard head of yours, that unbending heart of yours, that gnawing wit of yours. But of course, you wouldn't understand, or should I say you refuse to understand, to step into this anxious heart, to walk intrepid and apprehensive shoes, because your pedestal that you erected for yourself is 
is too comfortable. And if they, I mean, if I can't get up there, then it's not meant to be. Then I didn't work hard enough. Then we were born to walk separate planes and stand to gain nothing but resentment because the narcissist and the empath can only take and give. And I am tired of giving when I have so much to take. So I am taking my permission back. I am taking my heart back. I am packing up my anger and resentment. I am tossing out my fatigue and dominating my toxic resilience. And I am walking out that door because now is the time for my show to begin, for the curtains to lift. And I am standing center stage, soaking up the applause and breathing in the fresh start before me. For you are merely the footnote that shall remind me of the fire that is still in my throat, not from the hot coals, oh no, but from the fire. I breathe speaking truth into existence, power into the weak, warmth into the heavens, and sunlight onto new horizons. All right. This one, this one was packing a lot of heat for me. And <laughs> I, uh, I, now this one, um, if you can't tell, I was actually able to read quite clearly because I actually wrote this one on my phone. And uh, for anyone who's sort of on the go and has sort of like these ideas that kind of crop up, I actually really recommend putting it on your phone because you don't get tripped up over your handwriting. If you have, excellent handwriting well fuck you because <laughs> not all of us can absolutely you know belt out you know the perfect poem with the perfect handwriting it's uh usually you know you're kind of shitty first or second drafts no i'm just kidding i don't want to project but i will say this though i will say that um writing on your phone is something that uh, is really helpful when it comes to like developing your pieces. Um, it's been really helpful for me in terms of having sort of like a clear idea and it kind of helps you edit as you go as well, right? But um, for me, for me, it was about heat. It was like, what am I feeling right now? What could I absolutely conjure up in this 10 minute break? And what I do is, is I try to give myself five minutes for something that's just like fiery, that pops off, that just goes, 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 goes. And then I give myself the other sort of five minutes of the 10 minute break to, you know, really just kind of write the residue, write the little pieces that are sort of trickling out at the very end. Cause I think it kind of helps, um, at least for uh, my listeners, I think it really helps kind of provide that range. Um, but also, you know, I think it's, uh, at least for me, it's really helpful to practice sort of that range and, you know, developing those little pieces here and there. So um, I uh, <laughs> I like this one too, because I didn't really have anyone in mind in particular, which I probably think shows I've been writing a lot about this topic for some time, but, you know, the, the feelings are still there, which I think is good. None of this is directed towards any individuals at this point. I think it's Really, really a broader theme of how I've encountered this throughout uh, life, of course, like more broadly, but then narrowed down to, of course, more specific relationships, but how there isn't any resentment towards those specific people anymore, but rather there's this sort of releasing and this healing that's still happening with the feelings that are associated with those relationships, right? And so um, I think that's where I was really packing the heat with that. Um, but I will say that I think the second one is going to be the one that should be fairly interesting. Cause again, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of after, it's after the heat. It's, it's that feeling of when 
you've been out on the beach with your friends for hours and hours and first you were experiencing the heat of the sun and then you're experiencing the heat of the campfire or the bonfire and then it's that subtle heat that's uh, starting to fade away and it's the um, it's, uh, it's sort of the, the heat from the coals right? It's uh, it's not necessarily generating its own heat anymore. It's the heat that's still being held from the fire that it was in. And so um, I think, yeah, I think that's what this poem is. It's, it's the coals that are still emitting the heat from the fire that it was in, but it's not necessarily continuing. It's, it's, it's just emitting it now. It's just kind of releasing it over time and eventually they're going to cool. And, um, I like to think of myself in that way as as I continue to heal from past experiences for all of you who are healing from whatever experiences you've encountered in life, right? Um, that we're all we're all in the the process of cooling, cooling now. And we're making sure to not put ourselves in situations where we're constantly in the fire again, right? So um I uh I don't want to call this, you know, cooling coals or anything, but uh I uh I actually, I got this really great tip um, from this incredible woman who um, I've seen her read some poetry and she's very cool. She's right here in my city and I adore her. And she, uh, she's like, well, she's like, I actually, she's like, I like to name my poems after the first line I write for them. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. She's like, it, it really kind of helps sum it up, right? She's like, because that's really the first thing that's on your mind when you're writing it down. And so I have taken her advice. And so with that being said, this uh, final poem that I'm reading today is called Just Wait Until You See Me Now. Just wait until you see me now, no longer cowering, but assuming power and making changes in my life that you've never seen before. I'm standing on stages, performing my big number, leaping and bounding across pages. I've changed my number so anxiety can't reach me anymore. They're standing at a station waiting for a train that won't come. I'm unbounded, unlimited, chasing dreams and speaking truths that I didn't have the vocabulary to do before. I am no longer a parrot of trauma and disaster, but a master of my own destiny and triumph. This one, this one I really enjoyed writing. Again, I uh, I don't know if anyone else kind of like felt that, but there are definitely some ways that I felt like certain ideas were kind of starting and then they kind of diverted to something else. But I kind of like it because when you're excited about something, you don't know where to start or where to end, but you just know how you feel and you know where you're going with it. And uh, if you probably couldn't tell from my last two um, poems, I talk about being on a stage and performing my big number as the curtain draws open and I'm standing there accepting my applause. I've, you know, I'm no longer a footnote in someone else's story. I'm no longer tearing myself into a thousand pieces to make someone else feel whole. And I'm really, really excited about that. Um, And that's the funny thing about, this whole day where I felt so scrambled and that scrambled feeling, that sort of um, incomplete, um, sort of kind of shredded, if you will, feeling all ended up sort of filtering down and dissipating into these emotions that I've been 
really sort of waiting and sifting through for so long. And so I think that says a lot. I think it says a lot about the growth um, that I've been going through. It says a lot about how far I've come and uh, how far I still plan to go. And uh, I think I think that's something that's always worth writing about. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for joining me today. Um, this has been wonderfully cathartic and refreshing. Um, I'm excited and looking forward to another episode. Uh, thank you again for joining me today. Uh, I'm always happy to hear uh, comments in terms of what your experience was with today's podcast and today's mood. And uh, I am, of course, always open to hearing about the poetry that you got from today's mood and today's session. So until again, my beautiful artists, my writers, my poets, my prose writers, um, I hope you take care of yourselves wherever you are at in your healing journeys, and we will see each other again soon. Cheers. <laughs>